G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. They certainly are the pride of the Tassie town. Welcome back to another massive hour of Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Thanks to Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Hold on, not later on, Flashman, uh, and of course, the Tassie Sports Minister. But our next guest is very, very important in the push to obviously becoming the NBA champion, uh, the NBL champions, sorry. Well, um, maybe the NBA's next. Oh, wow. Year, you know, well, Sky not... is the <laughs> limit. Absolutely. Sky is the absolute limit. Uh, and that, of course, is the CEO of the Jack Jumpers, a friend of the show, Simon Brookhouse. Simon, welcome to Jack and Flash. Gentlemen, how are you? Very, very good. Very, very excited. Morning, Simon. How are, uh, well, firstly, where do we find you on this beautiful Friday morning? What's well, beautiful over here in Melbourne? I'm hearing some rain. Our, our SEN uh, weatherman's told me that it's raining Terrific. down in Tassie. Horrible. Whereabouts are you? Oh, I'm still in Hobart. I'm flying out about lunchtime to Sydney, so um, hopefully these, this lightning goes away and I can get the plane off the ground. How do you, are you, are you worried? <laughs> You're in Tassie. No, it's raining no. cats and dogs. No. Is there any chance you've... Are we going to get you out? No, I think we'll be fine. I don't think they play and stop for rain, but they made for lightning, so we'll just see what happens. All right. Well, so this is the the, the big news. Obviously, the the game is secondary to to us uh, plotting the movie, the cast of the movie, Defend the Island, uh, which I know that you've been following closely. Scott Roth has had about twenty five different people being nominated to play the role of Scott Roth. Try Forty, sorry. Uh, of course, uh, we've settled on the fact that McLovin is going to be playing Flash, uh, and Benedict Cumberbatch will be playing me. There's a little whisper going around that you've already started to push uh, for a certain actor to play the role of yourself in the movie. Uh, do you want to enlighten us, or would you like me to enlighten the listeners? Uh, I haven't heard about the push, so I'll, I'll let you enlighten me. Okay, case. so I'm going to throw this, throw this bloke <laughs> under the bus. A great friend of our show, Tim Payne. He reckons that you mentioned uh, yeah. to him that you would like George Clooney to play you in Defend oh, the Island. Gee, Come can... on, Simon. That's it's straight to the top. <laughs> well, I think that's reasonable. <laughs> 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 if you're going to aim high, you might as well aim high. Very good. All right, so we've settled that then. George Clooney <laughs> is playing Simon Brookhouse in Defend the Island. Yeah. It, well, all, all fun things aside, it is, it's a massive day. It's a huge day. Um, did you ever dream that in the first year of the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers franchise that we're in the finals, you'd be getting on a plane heading to Sydney to be involved in game one of a five-game series? Not in your wildest dreams must you have thought this is possible. No, I think that's reasonable. I, I didn't. Uh, I certainly didn't sit back uh, before we had no players and there were only two staff and think, oh, yeah, we'll play in the grand final this year. But um, it certainly, obviously, we wanted to be really competitive and uh, and that we achieved that early. And I think that as the season went on, we, we got more confident that um, if things fell our way and we started to win a lot of games towards the back end of the season, that, you know, finals weren't out of reach. And 
Well, here we are. A lot of things fell our way, so um, we, we got in on the very last game of the year with Perth losing in overtime. So we haven't got much to lose, and I think the guys will go out there and have a you know have a lot of fun and take it up to Sydney and see what we can do. Before we move on to to Sydney too much, uh, let's take you back to the ga- to game three against Melbourne United. Um, I saw you at the game. The the support from Tasmanians in that small little patch there. Have you ever seen anything like it? It was a, a big stadium, John Kane Arena, and there was a lot of Melbourne United fans there. But that last two minutes, I've put it up there as in terms of enjoyment in sport as top five. Top five, and I've been involved, obviously, in, in three premierships, but it I was... I was going to say, you got one, two, three as your premierships. It was. That's pretty high. It was, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. The, the support was phenomenal, and I think we had about 350 people there. Most of them had come over from Tasmania, and they just made so much noise. And I was actually talking to some people from United, and they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe how much noise such a small group had, uh, had made, and they got the march chant going, and it it wasn't dissimilar to being uh, in my State Bank Arena the Saturday before, just uh, on a small scale. So it really gave the guys a lift, and it, it makes a huge difference to the team. They love that energy. No doubt about that. Let's focus on Sydney for a minute. And, and the three games this year, um, Simon. So the first game in Sydney, I, I remember it pretty well. And the, in control for a lot of that game. I mean, the final the margin, ten, 10 or 11 points, of course, but... They certainly played well on that occasion, won the second game. And the third game was when I thought probably the year was just about done for the Jack Jumpers when they sort of put a, the sword through your mob last game. It was the best shooting performance I've ever seen in any game of basketball, by the way, that Sydney Kings game. Um, what do you take out of it, just firstly, as a, as a supporter of your own team? How do you read the matchups from this year? Oh, look, I think, I mean, the first game we come across from Perth from memory and um, it was a difficult road trip and we were eight points up at three-quarter time and probably just ran out of legs and a bit of experience in those situations. It was early on in the season. The guys were still working out how, how to finish games. The second game, Sydney were full strength and we kept them to 70 and we played the sort of defensive, uh, had the sort of defensive effort that we always have. Um, we played really well that day. and That was the last game Sydney lost before they went on their 13-game run. Uh, and then they came pretty fired up to Hobart, and um, we were a bit flat. They got out early, and as you say, I think they shot at about 65% in the first half, and we just didn't pick them up and uh, pick up our deep trans and stop them getting their running game. So we will have learned a lot from that. We did win the second half in that game. So the guys never give up. And for us, it's a key to start early against Sydney. They've got so much offensive firepower and talent. Um, you've just got to stop them getting into their rhythm and their transition. And I'm sure Scott and the, the coaching staff and all the players have worked on that pretty hard. They'll have watched a lot of tape. Um, whilst it, it's this really unusual mix-up of probably the best offensive team in the competition playing the best offensive team in the competition or one of the best offensive teams. So we've just got to hold our hold to our own and make sure our D holds up and keep them to under 80 points and, and we're a chance to win the game. Certainly, the, the, I would argue we were the best defensive competition, uh, best defensive team in the competition. Now, Scott Roth has been on radio now over here in Melbourne a little bit, started to get a bit more sort of national press, and, and has been so impressive and uh, in terms of his philosophies and how he wants to coach and how he picks players, and he's been getting a lot of uh, applause from from over here. The philosophies around him, like when you go and pick him as your coach and you get him along. 
you must be just absolutely thrilled with with, with what he's done, what he's set up, because this is a foundation for this year, obviously. But this is now the foundation for for going forward. He will be the ancestor of Tasmanian basketball um, going forward because of what he's set up now. It's a fundamental, um, I suppose, principle that. Tasmanian basketball, not only at, at NBL level, but at junior level, will now attribute themselves to, to the philosophies that he said. It, it couldn't have gone any better for, for the selection of Scott Roth. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, Scott had had experience setting up a G League team in the US um, prior to coming. He went by China and to Australia. So we knew he had that experience of setting something up from scratch. And it was really important, to, as you say, he set the foundations of the culture for the, for the future of the club, not just for one year, for every year. And, Hopefully it holds for the next 10 or 20 years. But what he's always said, and I think he, he's a man of his word, he said, we'll get the defensive end right and then we'll worry about our offence. And that showed early we were we were 2-6. and six, and, and even in the, those eight games where we'd lost six, defensively we were very strong. We never got heavily scored against. We just didn't quite get our offence to click with 15 new guys on the roster. Uh, and then that started to fall in place and we are where we are now. So I think that... Uh, the strength of a good basketball team is that team defence, and I think that we do that better than anybody. And, and if we can teach more young kids in Tassie to follow that, I think they're going to produce much better basketballers because the offence comes. Um, and he's he's been fantastic. He's stuck to it. He, he's never he's never worried about wins and losses. He's always worried about the process. And I think it's proven in it's proven in this case that if you get the process right, the wins and losses do come. Uh, the ticket situation for Sunday, obviously, sell out like every game in Tasmania this year. Um, how has it been for Sunday? There's been a, a few people disgruntled. This always happens in big sporting events around the world, wherever it does. Um, is there anything there that that you, you wish sort of could have happened a little bit differently? Uh, you get the process is what it is. How have you seen it as the CEO? Oh, look, it's always a challenge. You rely on a third-party ticket provider and, and we obviously had some issues with codes not loading on the ticket tech end and, and people couldn't use them. And but one of the things we think about, and, and I guess when you set up from scratch, you, you sort of don't get ahead of yourself and think about finals t- ticketing, particularly um, when you're an expansion franchise. But um, we, we certainly feel the frustration of the, the, the people who couldn't get tickets, but it's a situation where we can only put 4,800 people in the arena and I said to someone the other day, it's just like trying to get an AFL grand final ticket. There's only so many seats. Um, what we will do next year, and we're reviewing this at the moment around our membership, we will probably introduce a membership category that guarantees your final seats. So, yeah, um, yeah. And that gives everybody that opportunity. So, I mean, the, the, the thing for us is with such a small venue, the key is becoming a member and supporting the club and trying to guarantee that opportunity to have finals tickets. And we'll review it. We're, look, we're not... We're not perfect, we know that, but um, a lot of things have gone right throughout the year and, and there's been some errors and we, we don't hide behind that. And it is a difficult situation when you're turning around the finals very quickly. We, As you know, we waited till the last day of the regular season to turn around and then have to get finals on, on line and those sort of things. So it's had its glitches, but in the main, most of our 14, 12-day members who have been the biggest supporters of the club have been able to get tickets for the finals. Well, Simon, we wish you all the best today. Firstly, we wish you best of luck of getting on that plane at 12 o'clock and getting to Sydney. Um, and uh, obviously tonight, 7.30, the tip-off against the Sydney Kings, the favourites to win the NBL Championship. But the underdog story is right there for the taking. And, uh, well, mate, just good luck tonight and support hard. There won't be many Tasmanians, uh, so we will enjoy the support up there and, and best of luck. Will do. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the support.
There we are. Simon Rookhouse, the Jack Jumper CEO. And, of course, you can catch the NBL Grand Final Series live on the SN app with Game 2 uh, live on SN Tassie. Of course, Flashman will be calling that. Up next after the break, though, we're going to have Nick Street, the Tasmanian Sports Minister, on to chat all things Jack Jumpers. This is, ja- this is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.